All right, Matt, I just got back from my doctor, and he said that I can't watch any movies that have cartoons or breasts in them. So what did you bring me this week? What the hell kind of doctor do you go to? Good evening, everyone. Hey-o. Welcome to the Fun Box Podcast. Oh my God! Ooh, I'm so excited. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> this week was my pick. Yes, it sure was. <laughs> uh, I picked a goodie. You you picked a something. Yeah. It's it's hilarious that you picked this movie because. Um, the reason that this movie is not at Videoport was because Michelle and I were given it as a screener, <laughs> and we said, Bill, don't get this movie. It fucking sucks. <laughs> what the hell is a Videoport? Uh, the greatest video store in the history of video stores. It, it truly was. Except that it was missing Evil Tunes. Honestly, if I could go back, I would I would definitely change my, my decision there. This should have been at Videoport. It would have been great in the Incredibly Strange it, film it section. It should have been there. Yeah. Uh, but, man, it was still a little, little on the tough side for me to get through. <laughs> I have zero problem getting through this movie, and I've loved it since uh, I was probably sixteen or seventeen when I rented it for the first time. I mean, I can see what the I can see what the appeal is. Obviously, it I is mean, probably the sexiest movie ever made. You're really into that, like cartoon wolf. Yeah. Oh god, that thing does it for me. Look at those fucking abs. <laughs> Jeez. He is ripped. He has <laughs> been he has been working out in that book forever. <laughs> Nothing to do in there but ab crunches. Yep. <laughs> Crushing creatine shakes. Um man, wow. So this is this is weird. This is another one of those ones that's like gonna be kinda hard to do because it's obviously just a movie that's meant to get you to scenes where boobs fall out of dresses. Yes, and it and it completely succeeds in that. It absolutely. I mean, <laughs> honestly, if that was its goal, it yep, succeeds nailed it. <laughs> perfectly. It is 100% does that with, uh, I, I don't know, uh, but but greater also, success all, than anything else I've ever seen. But we also seen. get some funny dialogue. Um, uh, all, all the actors are great. I mean, you get Dick Miller, which makes me happy. Yep. Even David Carradine is on point. David Carradine's not bad. He really isn't. Um, and I, even though I don't know why he's in the movie, because because he, he delivers such great lines like <laughs> delivery. <laughs> there are so many lines in this movie. I think the funniest lines in this movie are obviously the ones they did not mean to be funny, mm-hmm. uh, but. There are some. There were a couple that made me laugh out oh, yeah. loud. The them trying to read uh, "open immediately" or whatever it was that was written on the package. I laughed out loud when they kind of like scanned over it, and it took them kind of a minute to get, <laughs> to get through the two words. Uh, there were there were a few more. Um, this movie is obviously enjoyable, and there's wonderfully attractive ladies, and they're showing their boobs, and those parts are great, but. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, this is not a cohesive film by any stretch <laughs> of the definition. I, no. It's got some, I don't know, plot holes. I wouldn't even call them plot holes. You can't holes. call them plot like, holes because no they plot. didn't try. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> it's like, they're just like, eh, whatever. And I, I get it. Um, so <laughs> let's start. Let's get into it. Okay. Uh, I mean, one of the reasons that it's probably so difficult to really get you know the the true uh 
vision of this movie. It doesn't reality doesn't hold together like a film. And this is a true story, as Fred Olin Ray tells us. <laughs> it's a very the, true story. In the opening <laughs> opening scroll. The first thing we see is all these people actually live this. This is a true story. I honestly believe that. <laughs> I love that. Does he do that in every movie that he, he puts does out? does not. Oh, that's too bad. It would be a funny gag. It would be a good running gag. Um, okay, so we get a nice establishing shot of a big fancy pants mansion place and a cloaked figure that uh, turns out to be David Carradine. He's got. Uh, he's holding on to the low-budget Necronomicon. <laughs> and uh, and, and th- <laughs> this, this gag landed hard for me like when this gag landed i was like is this going to be actually funny is this movie going to be straight funny mm-hmm. and then it kind of wasn't but what, what gag are you talking about though i don't know if it was in, on purpose but the the necronomicon basically looks up at him and goes let your conscience be your guide yeah. <laughs> and i was like oh shit does he have like a chicken soup for the soul necronomicon that's just gonna be <laughs> like is, so- a penny saved is a penny yeah. earned blah I, I, lo- I love that that's the first words from the book there <laughs> in times of trouble always let your conscience be your guide <laughs> that's money i mean that it's like it's just like so not prolific uh, profound profa- or anything no 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 <laughs> but it would have been it would have been straight up hilarious if that thing just kept talking like that and it was just like straight like old richards like <laughs> proverbs going through the whole movie always treat others like you would like to treat yourself <laughs> If you sprinkle when you tinkle, <laughs> be a sweetie and wipe the seaty. <laughs> so it doesn't do that. Unfortunately, that's the last of its like it's it's helpful hints. Uh, but uh, we uh, we get this thing where he like he drops it. And you're like, oh, what's gonna happen? And then he picks it up, and it's like, oh, did they just film everything David Carradine did, and he just dropped the prop? Like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> but whatever. He does it. It falls. He picks it back up. and he, then probably heard, he probably heard, like, open bar, and he was like, oh, shit, oh, just shit. dropped everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard a beer in yeah. trouble. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I make fun of him for that. I'm terrible. <laughs> so he does an Adam West, like, cape throw. As he's going away, which is really good. Um, and here's another part, too, where this movie just doesn't care or make sense. Like, we find out that he brought the book uh, to, from, uh, I don't know, Germany or something, yeah, uh, to the States in 1930. Um, so we start the movie off. He's going back to the but he's So, out- of course, he's dressed as a pilgrim. Yeah, and he's outside. Like, what was he doing with the book out in a thunderstorm? Like, he's just arriving at the house. Like, that's his house. And he brought the book. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Maybe he was just going for a walk and t- talking with it. Maybe uh, it was his friend. He was like, <laughs> "I got nothing. I got nothing." Sometimes when you can't sleep, it's nice to take me outside for a moonlight stroll. Okay, that I would be into. Okay, good. Oh shit! Hold on one second. <laughs> All right, fixed your pee pop. Sorry about that. You were you were pop, pop. Pop. yeah. Look look at how how yeah. much less poppy you now are I'm now. Now I'm not poppy. Yeah, sorry about that. Now, um, now I'm not commercial. Yes, you will not be. I'm Poppy. Um, so <laughs> I'm okay. folk punk now. <laughs> oh, is that what Poppy's doing these days? Sure, I don't know. I wish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay. all right. How do we talk about this with any semblance of like of taste and decorum? I do not know how to approach this. Next I'm just scene. gonna leave that shit at the door, like Fred Olin Ray does, man. Okay. <laughs> 
So, All right. So, so David Carradine puts yeah. a noose around his neck. And, and um, that gag didn't age well. And, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, whatever. It happened. I'm sorry. He's dead. Also, but, what was that noose doing there? Like, it was, was just there. It was just there. He's just like, ah, this book <laughs> keeps talking to me. I'm going upstairs. There's probably a, a noose up there in the attic or something. Probably he's a Mo Sislak type. And it was like a, not today, old friend. Not today, old friend. <laughs> and he's like, ah, I'm going to come back to it. And this was the day. It just turned but, out that he leaves it there. So, yeah. So he tells the book that he's not going to, he's going to cheat it. Yes. Cheat what? Who cares? Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> But uh, he's going to escape the book's curse by hanging himself. Yep. But it doesn't work. But it does not work. And he gets uh, he gets <clears throat> stuck in limbo forever, apparently. Apparently. Um, what did the book say when he dropped it on the ground? I, so my I forgot U- to. Uh, I watched it, too. Even, oh, though, even though I have the tape, I used the YouTube. And uh, the rip on YouTube loses sound in three yeah. parts. Uh, yep. And, and it was just, it was saying something. And I was like, oh I shit, I bet this was important. It's been a while since I watched the tape, but I'm pretty sure the book says something like, oh, you're not getting away that easy. Yeah. Or, uh, if you're ever baking and run out of flour, the neighbor probably has some. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a stranger is just a friend you haven't met yet. Um, but either way, so I love, I have to describe the Necronomicon if you haven't seen this movie and have no interest in seeing it. Holy shit. The Necronomicon straight up looks like the ginger dead man pressed into book form. I think it looks cool. I think it's very cool, but it is so clearly the Necronomicon that oh, yeah. the fact that there's no wrinkles except for the little tiny face in the middle. Yep. Uh, it's it's great. And I love that it's a puppet, too. I yes. do. Uh, that's fun. That part is very fun. Um, so we get our title sequence, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, just for the title sequence. It's really cool. It's got yeah. a lot of nice art and, uh, yeah. the music in this movie, I, I, I feel is a true standout too. Like it's sometimes. Yeah. And some sometimes scores, it's fucking some, awful. Yeah. But the title, the main theme of this gets stuck in my head a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty I like good. It. I like it a lot. Um, Yeah. So we get uh, we get a white van pulling up outside the uh, outside our spooky house and uh, driven by the one and only Dick Miller. Dick Miller is here and he's got a van full of coeds. If you don't know who Dick Miller is, you actually do. You do. You definitely you totally do. do. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has been in every movie ever made. Uh, and so it turns out that he's brought these co-eds okay so mm. i think he runs like a like a under the table cleaning business like they are a cleaning business they're the cleaning business because there is a boss oh that that's woman right. says i'm I going represent. to get, i represent this that's so right. i'm yep. gonna get in trouble and blah 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 like so they are a fucking cleaning service Who? Hmm. okay yet they're still in school yes yes <laughs> despite them being 30 Despite them being <laughs> fucking 30. Uh, yeah, th- whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. No. So Dick Miller drops him off. They're, 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 their whole goal is they're going to spend the weekend at this mansion and clean it for a whopping $100. Is it $100 a piece? Or? Sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> whatever. Whatever it is. It's, I believe it's a hundred a piece. It's, yeah. It's enough to make their mouths water just thinking about it's it. It's enough so. for them to hide the body and not be implicated in a murder <laughs> the state later on. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely worth it for that. So it's definitely a hundred a uh-huh. piece then. <laughs> yes. They make, uh, they make a joke here that makes no sense. They make a beat around the bush joke and it's like, 
Yeah. I guess. I wish there was an easier way to make money. Yeah, you can, but you really got to beat around the bush for it. What's that mean? Don't ask. I mean, you're implying sex, and I get. Yeah, I mean, but it doesn't make sense. Vagina, pubic hair, bush, bush maybe, beat, beat, beat around. But you wouldn't beat around. I, fuck, man, that is just a terrible, terrible joke. <laughs> Whatever. Remember uh, that time we spent like thirty seconds trying to decode a joke uh, in Evil Dead? <laughs> <laughs> this is what. This is my life, man. This yeah. Is, <laughs> this is what we've chosen to do with our time. You, you know why? Because we need to ignore the reality of what's going on around us for a little while to maintain our sanity. And And how I choose to do that is to decode what's going on (laughs) in the movie Evil Tunes. So fuck it. (laughs) You know, I have no regrets right now. Yeah, exactly. And thank you all for joining us. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, This is your life. (laughs) This is your life, too. Uh, So he establishes that there's going to be no hanky-pank here. No monkey business. No monkey business, either. Uh, The neighbor's going to be dropping by later and so he has a phone he has a phone <laughs> that's uh we get the contortionist joke too which i love which i also love because that van is huge and it only has four girls in it yeah and they get out as if they were like the most uncomfortable like oh we were so squished in there good thing i'm a contortionist <laughs> yeah you know these 110 pound yeah. fucking wafy model types who are like, <laughs> like squished into a cargo van and I like the line, though. What's a contortionist? Oh, it's a political party, but don't worry. The Republicans are still way ahead. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. That joke totally lands for me. It's okay. And they even it's bring bad. it back later It's on. not bad. Um, <laughs> so uh, they load their, their cleaning supplies into the house. Uh, well, first we get butts. Lots and, of oh, butts. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I first they got to bend over and get all their stuff, and Dick Miller looks at their butts a lot. He does. Uh, and the music's funny. Uh, the music's funny. And he keeps like playing with his cigar and looking at butts. <laughs> It's very funny. Uh, they tell the story of the old uh, the old owners being scared off, and we get a like a little Scooby Doo origin story. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, our our nerdy girl who's just so nerdy, played by Penthouse Pet of the Month, nineteen eighty two, Monique Gabriel. She is so nerdy, though. I mean, no, she's so ugly in those frumpy clothes. No and boy would ever be attracted no. to this hideous Pull your hair nerd. back in that ponytail. <laughs> Whatever. Braid. She was she also the um. Nerd. She was also the pen. Uh, uh, I don't know, I forgot what it was called, but the, the the nude model in Amazon Women on the Moon. I don't know if you remember that segment. No. Where they follow like a penthouse pet all day, but like she's naked all the time, <laughs> as oh, if the centerfold yeah, never yeah, puts yeah. clothes on. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> that was a great guy. Um, so we get Artie Johnson as the neighbor, Mister Pinchlow. Yes, Pinchlow. Yeah, he's. I guess he's basically our doomsayer. Yeah, I think he he serves that purpose. Uh, he he basically follows them into the house and says that he's there to look at their faces just in case he needs to ID their bodies. Yep. <sighs> and and uh, he spends the whole time looking at their boobs. Yes, and it's very funny. It's a very funny. I feel like he can't make eye contact because he's too busy looking at boobs. Also, they chose an actor in Artie who is literally his eye line is right at their tits. So it's like (laughs) he has to go out of his way to look up at them anyway. So it seems I don't know. The joke works less well, I think, because of that. Uh, Either way, they go to uh, they go to the basement to start cleaning the house, which 
Whatever. In, in their world, too, cleaning means moving one box from over here and putting it over there. Holy shit. They retire after five minutes yeah. of moving <laughs> Of just moving nothing. a couple boxes and doing nothing. But in moving those boxes, they find uh, a treasure chest. <laughs> they do. But the apparently the fucking place is lousy with them, because they, which is what they said earlier, too. They were like... Oh, there's there's trunks everywhere. I've seen plenty of trunks, but never any... Oh, what was the fucking line? Oh, I don't recall. Oh, shit. Oh, no, she's seen a lot of weird languages. That's what she says. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't remember them ever talking about trunks, trunks everywhere. <laughs> what are you talking about? She was like, oh, and there's a trunk the movie, over there. they here. just keep tripping over trunks, trunks everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> How many footlockers does this house have? Too goddamn many. <laughs> show! Uh, so... <laughs> Either way, this is not the purview of a cleaning team. This is, like, they didn't They don't give... even bring any cleaning supplies down with them. No, <laughs> and and the basement would be to literally, like, throw things out or whatever. Like, they're... Yeah. This is not their job, no. clearly. <laughs> um, so they find the old trunk, and our nerd, she's seen a lot of weird languages, but not this one. <laughs> but we find out later that it's because she is enrolled at Miskatonic University. Of course she is. So this is 100% in canon as a Lovecraft story. Yeah, he, he wrote it. <laughs> yeah, it was one of my yeah, one of my favorite Lovecraft stories, <laughs> Evil, Evil Tunes. So, okay, <laughs> they open it and it smells like something's dead and they pull out a fucking human skull and they're like, "So, when something smells dead and there's a human skull in it, that's when you stop." Yeah. You know, you can find a human skull someplace and it's normal, but if it actually decayed in the thing that you're holding, you need to rethink what you're doing. Boy, this is like the second movie we've done in a while with uh, uh, bones in a trunk. Yeah, bones in a trunk. uh, Scared stiff. Yeah. Weird. (laughs) So they find a skull and a dagger and uh, they decide to knock off after that five minutes because they're going to take those antiques and hawk them. Yep. And that's like and split the money 50-50. Yeah, we're going to split it 50-50. So that night, spooky lightning. The fearless leader sits on the couch reading Frankenstein's wheel. I looked it up because I was like, I yeah, want to re- I was like, what the fuck is this? Because they're clearly pointing to it as being something way too sexy or some shit like yeah. that. Is it a real thing? It is a real thing and it was a written as a sequel to Frankenstein and it is not sexy. And it's called Wheel? It is called Frankenstein's Wheel. The Frankenstein Wheel. Like a car wheel. Yes. Uh, sequel to Frankenstein. And it's a wheel book. Paul. Oh, the, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Get Podcast out. is done. <laughs> We're out. Bye, Shutting it down. Good night. That's the last Funbox Monster Podcast ever. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So... <laughs> Back to the important things. We get into this... Okay, another part of this movie that is really hilarious <laughs> is that they're like... You get these external shots and they're like, look at this massive mansion. And then they're like, let's go to the kitchen. And it's like a trailer's kitchen. <laughs> they're like, they can't get out of each other's way because the stove is like yeah. three inches away from the refrigerator. <laughs> like, And they make a... Here's another joke that doesn't make any sense with the butter. Like, as if that's like a sex... Thing? Yeah, she's going to stick it up her so, butt. But who does that with butter? Oh. Weirdos. Last Tango in Paris. Yeah. That's where that joke comes from. Yep. Okay. So there you go. Everything clicks now. It all Movie makes totally sense makes now. sense. <laughs> the whole thing makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, so they drink Bud and uh, eat bologna and white bread sandwiches. 
which honestly, I hate to say it, but it sounds really good for some reason. Bologna is like good every now and then. I could totally do that. Right it's now. like a nostalgic meat. Yeah, <laughs> it's like literally the grossest thing on earth. But yeah, but like <laughs> do you, who buys bologna? Uh, I mean, I remember eating it a bunch when I was a kid, but like when do, I was in college, do grownups like go buy bologna? When I was in college and I had like twenty bucks to eat for yep. the week, I would buy a loaf of white bread, bologna, and <laughs> like craft cheese. Yeah. Okay. I would do that, but I mean, guess I've just never been poor. Yeah, just so fucking rich. You're making it rain while I'm sitting here. Because you <laughs> you had that fucking call center money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I do not recommend working at a call center. <laughs> I feel like that, that advice is pretty pretty obvious. I think I think everyone should know that just yep. going in, but maybe not. It's oh, good life wow. experience. I recommend that if you want like a... <laughs> yeah. It's surreal. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so Carradine shows back up with a book. Well, he shows up in, in the lightning storm. In the lightning storm. He's, <laughs> he, he's, oh. he, he, he appears outside. Yeah. And, and then he's just it like... Disappears. And then he puts his arms out and the book appears in his hands. Because right. um, I guess they hang together in the in the afterlife with the book that he tried to hang himself to get away. I don't, I don't know. But I do the, not know. But they... Yeah, whatever. Either way, uh, the most important part of the movie, and clearly one of one of Fred's favorite parts of this movie, uh, Roxy's explaining to everybody. That the kids are like, we don't know what's going on. And she's like, listen, this is how you get a boy to like you. When you look like us, it's tough to get a man. So <laughs> what we need to do, those of us who look like this... We've got to get a little edge on everything, so let me show you a little secret. Let me show you how I hooked the captain of the football team. <laughs> and now now we get to what is the most inappropriate thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> she does a strip tease in front of her coworkers. It's super appropriate. So <laughs> I think I think this is fascinating. I love this part. I'm just saying that if you worked at Kinko's Woman with the <laughs> It's a great song too. I mean the song's Fantastic. If if somebody who I worked with at Kinko's had started like stripping in front of me, <laughs> I would have I probably would have called HR. I mean, maybe not if it HR. was her. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Tim's being inappropriate. <laughs> Buddy of mine at work have that little game wherever we say something inappropriate, one of us will just be like, HR <laughs> <laughs> David's always doing that. Also, David is HR, so it doesn't really help. Uh, he wears a lot of hats around here. He does. <laughs> I have to make up new new roles for him, so it seems like I have a lot of employees. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is amazing. So it turns out that getting the football team guy involved getting naked. Yeah. Okay. So strip tease, but then she brings the her other nerdy coworker up, who's too nerdy to get a man. She's never going to be attractive. Yep. You can't do anything about it. So she brings her up. <laughs> She's and she hideous. strips her. Tries like, to. Like yeah. you do to your coworkers yeah, in yeah. front of your boss. Uh, <laughs> have you ever worked for a cleaning company? Oh, you probably freaking have. What job haven't you done? I mean, I worked... Every podcast you bring up some other freaking <laughs> job you did. <laughs> I worked at the Best Western in uh, in South Portland. Cleaning? Cleaning. Okay. So, yes, I have. And this never happened at work? Uh, twice. Twice. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but so, I'm yeah. just saying it's inappropriate. It's <laughs> okay. But yeah, so we do get this amazing striptease from Madison Stone, and uh, and then she tries to strip 
Monique Gabriel, and Monique's not having any part of it. No. Dope. So she she's just too sheepish for this, and it's just wrong. Also right? really weird. Yeah, also really weird, too. <laughs> and she's just like, ah, oh, my, oh, my stars. And she runs upstairs <laughs> to, to, to hang out in a room by herself and look at her boobs. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can see why. Uh, anyway, so David Carradine shows up with a delivery and it says open immediately. Uh, did he magic up that wrapping paper and <laughs> string too? Did. He definitely magic up the paper. Yeah. Cause, cause the, did the, the, he the, have the, a magic Sharpie? I magic that up too. Yeah. I mean, magic marker, <laughs> you know, spoiler, none of this happened. So, no. <laughs> so to be fair, <sighs> he didn't really need to do any of it. Uh, <laughs> Also, I'm glad he did. We got a great movie out of it. <laughs> we got a movie out of it. Uh, I like that David Carradine looks so much like he could play Blade in a live action Puppet Master movie. In yes. This. He is oh, he straight up dressed like the Blade puppet. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's cool. So whatever. They have a tough time reading the open immediately on it. <laughs> it's yeah. like they run their fingers across <laughs> it to really get it. They decide to open it finally. Well, they decide to open it because it could be something perishable. It could. That was <laughs> that was what they said. What I I think maybe my favorite part was when they finally opened it and it was sitting in front of Roxy and she says, "What is it? A book or something?" <laughs> <laughs> 2 points to Roxy. Yep. Um so who really steals a show in this movie? She does. She does a great she job. She is awesome. Yep. She really is legitimately awesome. Uh yeah, she. Yeah, she has some really, really good moments in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Like legitimately wonderful acting moments. I mean, everybody's good. Yeah, I, I didn't think anybody was no, terrible. No, yeah, everybody. Th- these girls do a great job. All of them. I feel. There is. There was one amazingly bad moment of acting, and that was just probably a a bad take that they shouldn't have used. But. Yeah, pretty good. Whatever. So the little Miss Egghead upstairs can probably read this. Why don't we go get Roxy to bring her down so she can translate the ancient Sumerian blah, blah, blah. It's <sighs> Kandarian. It, it turns out it is Kandarian. Um, it's bound in rubber and inked with a Bic pen. The n- <laughs> <laughs> this ancient tome So... Yes. This pop filter is going to turn into a splash card. No, man. That's what it's there for. <laughs> yeah. um, so whatever. Uh, Roxy surprises her, gets her downstairs to. Well, yeah, she, she's upstairs just taking her shirt showing off. Showing her boobs. And showing her boobs. To herself. It's an awesome scene. I mean, it it is pretty awesome, honestly. <laughs> uh, so whatever. Uh, she's, you know, she's in the mirror and she's like looking at herself and it's like, wait a minute. Her boobs are big. Maybe she might not be the nerd that we think she is. Is it? No, she puts her shirt back on. Yeah. And we're like, we're back to realizing that she's just too unattractive to be hideous. Ugh, just disgusting. Blech. Nobody's into that. I'm surprised I didn't give her like fake acne and shit. Sh- <laughs> Should have given her like, f- like weird Bubba teeth. Far the Bubba teeth from <laughs> Witch House 3. From Witch House 3. Uh, so Roxy gets her downstairs. Uh, oh, that's this is the bad moment of acting that actually cracked me up. Okay, where's that strange book? That yeah. was that was literally the the worst thing in the whole movie. But I enjoyed that. 
uh, she just says vapidly because she's like literally oh, yeah. staring Where's at that it. Where's that strange Where's book? Where's that strange book? <laughs> uh, so it looks like ancient Latin. She reads the book. It's got a bunch of bad drawings in it. We find out she's from Miskatonic University. Uh, and they're like, okay, cool. We've had enough of this nonsense. We're going to bed. And Roxy's like, I'm not going to bed. I've got a date with Biff. Yeah. <laughs> and I later on, when you see this actor, I've never seen a more Biff actor in my entire life <laughs> than this guy. Good, good casting. He's a good Biff. Yeah. He's a good Biff. Uh, all right, so the other three go upstairs, go to bed, get naked. They they gotta get naked. They got to come on. And, they, and they're in a mansion, but they all have to sleep on a sleeping bags that are touching each other in a room. <laughs> Love it. Yep. Uh, yeah. I again, this this movie posits that this place is tiny on the inside and massive on the outside. Yes. Uh, so Roxy goes to the kitchen for booze and cannot, for the fucking life of her, figure out how to unscrew the cap on a bottle of Boone's Farm. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> she is wrestling. She is trying to bite it. Uh, she pulls she's so just, hard she flips over backwards and lands pulling on the, on the neck of the bottle, but not the. Not. She's on the ground, putting it between her thighs and trying to open it. And it's a it's a screw top wine. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, <laughs> covered in some. It's foil. Boone's Farm. Yeah, it's Boone's Farm. Uh, either way, uh, while she's doing this, the book starts glowing and the cartoon monster comes out. For a moment, I thought that the monster was contained inside the Boone's Farm. When I first watched it, I was like, "Oh my god, why was that? Is this some sort oh, like, of like why is it so hard to open slime the ball bolorama?" Yep situation where she was <laughs> but why is the monster trapped in the wine it's not it I, just happened to coincide with her opening the wine i wonder if there was multiple if there was supposed to be one in there or completely unrelated who knows because i mean the movie the movie is called evil tunes but it has one tune there is a singular one cartoon in this movie it's very elves in that respect yes uh and uh so originally when this movie was supposed to be made they wanted a budget about double what they had and they didn't get that, so they just did it on their own with about a hundred thousand less. So I wonder if in the original script they had other, and, and and maybe they just kept maybe it's completely unrelated. But it just seems like you wouldn't have a gag about opening a wine. So unless yeah. there was some suspense built into it, like oh you're you're gonna do it, you're oh, you're gonna yeah. let it go. That's what I kept thinking yep. too. And also the the other part of this. Speaking of, do you know anything about why there's so much Corman shit in this? So he broke from Corman to make this movie, yes. right? And then they're like, oh, here's a Corman movie playing for five fucking minutes. Here's Dick Miller watching himself yep. in a Corman movie. They're, they called the – they named the the motion picture company like some parody of American International. It was called like Amateur International Pictures <laughs> or something like that. Well, I mean, they kind of roll together in the same camp. Maybe it was just a – An homage. It wasn't like a homage or like you. a friendly, like you can okay. have it. Or is Bucket of Blood even in the it's probably, public domain I think probably? it's public domain, yep. yeah. Or I wouldn't be surprised if Corbin was just like, yeah, yeah, go for it. Wouldn't surprise me. Either way, so we get the uh, the cartoon wolf monster thing. He's hiding behind the couch, and Roxy brings out her classy wine and cheese tray, this <laughs> bottle of Boone's Farm, yeah. uh, and uh, and then gets naked to put gets, on some sexy lingerie. Gets naked Sexiest again. Sexiest movie ever. Uh, Wolf does a bunch of Looney Tunes crap, <laughs> but really like the lowest of low budget Tex yeah. Avery shit. And, uh, you know, she hears the cartoon wolf and she thinks it's Biff because Biff makes cartoon wolf noises. 
Uh, she's not the smart one of the group. Uh, so she drinks a big paper cup full of Boone's Farm and then gets assaulted by a cartoon wolf. Because mm-hmm. it's a classy film. And we get this great special effect here, though, where he licks her bra off. And it looks really good. Like, it does It does look right. Yep. I mean, there's not that many special effects in this. So you got to cherish them when they're there. <laughs> it's Fred Olin Ray. If there's going to be a great effect, it's going to be boob-related. It's going to be boob-based. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be some sort of boob-related effect. And uh, so the wolf jumps Roxy and licks her bra off and uh, essentially becomes her. He he kills her. He kills her. Yes. And then transforms into right. what he can, she looks like. Because he can just do that with anybody. Yes. Which we find out later, he just constantly turns into people. Yeah. So her corpse is still somewhere else. He's not possessing her. He puts anything. it in the basement yeah. in that trunk. <laughs> yes. Everything goes in the trunk. What? Wait, was it in the trunk or was it in a wheelbarrow? Who cares? Well, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, her her death throes wake everybody up. And our nerdy girl is the only one who can tell the difference between sex and murder. Yep. Which... I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that says about any of them. So Monster drags Roxy off while Carradine watches because... Because why? Because none of it actually happened. None of it actually happened, I guess? <laughs> He's such a gray area of a character in this. Like, are you good? Are you bad? Are you neutral? Like, I mean... It's because it's, he doesn't know either while he's, he while he's doing the movie. <laughs> he's not asking for hey, Fred, motivation. What's my motivation? Who cares? <laughs> if Carradine ever asked for his motivation in this movie, <laughs> I would be so surprised. So very, very surprised. But uh, yeah, so Cartoon turns into Roxanne. Uh, now she's topless and covered in blood. So she's going to wander around like that for a little while. Yep. And so... Um... Meg comes down yep. and asks what she's doing, and she was just like, "Oh, I just, I just cut myself on some wine." <laughs> yeah, but she also says it like a total psycho, like a robot. Yeah, yeah. She says that she says it like a robot, but it's more like she's trying to have sex with her and blow her off at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's very weird. <laughs> the whole thing is very odd. So, um, and if we if we haven't figured out what's going on yet. He nails it home with a an overlay of the cartoon over uh, ov- cool. over Roxanne's face. Yeah, with the uh, when the lightning strikes yes. and it flashes, we yep. get the little flashes of the uh, yeah, kind of like Dracula and Monster Squad. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> oh man, I really hope that we pick up the Congress Street drunks on this recording because there's like a Congress Street drunk argument going on outside, and it's pretty great. Uh, that's called Portland. That's, I mean, that's literally just Portland. Yeah. I love this place. <laughs> sure. Just kidding. I hate <laughs> I it. I hate this city. <laughs> oh. There's a nice comic book shop here, though. There was. <laughs> till somebody ruined it. It was me. Um, anyway. Uh, so, uh, blah, 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 blah. Roxanne goes back to the book and talks about being excited about being alive again in a new monster voice that we haven't heard yet. She sounds oddly like uh, like what's his name from They Live, uh, Keith David. Okay. She's got a weird Keith David type voice. It's. I hate, when they, I hate when they do the echoey demon voice in movies. 
Oh, I agree. Because, like, I, I would like it if she just did a deeper voice or her own voice. Like, I hate when you get that treated and you just know it's processed through, like, an echo agree. filter. Like, it just, oh, I hate yeah. it. That's a nope. pet peeve I agree. of mine. Yep. So, Biff shows up, finally. Who is a brick of a fucking oh, Swede. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's, like, just this. He's gigantor. Yeah, he is an interesting physical specimen. He is, like, <laughs> he. When people say square head about the, uh, about Wisconsinite Swedes. Mm. Uh, this is the guy they're talking about. Yep. This guy is uh, like he is a fucking brick. <laughs> and uh, so they he gets over there. They have a little playful banter and uh, start getting it on. And then Roxy grows some uh, some cool ass Night of the Demons teeth. <laughs> yep. And uh, kills Biff. Poor Biff. We hardly knew ye. We did hardly know you. Uh, Carradine is there again. Carradine is basically showing up like the fucking werewolf kid in Spookies at this point, yes. where it's like it's as though they edited him in. To, oh, I'm like, sure they did. I'm sure they had him for a day. The whole oh, movie, oh, yeah, the yeah. whole movie was shot over eight days, so I'm sure they had Carradine oh. on set for one, oh, absolutely <laughs> for an afternoon. Yep. But I mean, it feels like it feels like they edited him in to tie scenes together, like Spookies, where it's yep. like. I don't know. Maybe. Where do we go to now? Uh, Carradine's standing over there. No, he's not. He is now. <laughs> Cut. Yep, there we go. Ta-da. Insert. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So we get uh, we get our like meta scream scenes here where they talk about what's actually happening in the movie. Oh shit! They're like, you're probably the next one to get it in this horror movie that we're in. Wink, wink. Yeah, you got a case of the you're next or yep. something like that. Yep. So. Well, why is it always lightning? I think it's a standard issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we watch Dick Miller watching Dick Miller uh, in oh, in Bucket of Blood. Inception. Yeah. We, this is way better than Inception, though. This is... I will absolutely agree with you on that. This is a better movie than Inception. It's a better movie than anything that guy's ever done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I actually very much enjoyed this. This was a... I mean, it's such a... This whole scene's bizarre. So Dick Miller is watching Dick Miller in Bucket of Blood yep. and commenting on Dick Miller. Mm-hmm. And we constantly hear this cat, too, that's <laughs> never explained. Uh, I don't think that's in the movie. In which movie? In Bucket of Blood. Yes, it is. It is. Yes, there's a cat. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was part of the movie. I thought it was it, – because you never saw a picture of the cat. That was, that was his first victim in Bucket of Blood. Oh, I've never – actually seen Bucket I think he accidentally oh god it's been forever yeah but I think he accidentally kills the cat and then he mummifies it in the sculpture that's what he's doing and that's when people go wow look at that sculpture it's so great and then he's like hmm I've got an idea I'll keep putting things inside these sculptures that are alive (laughs) oh okay I didn't know any of that so I just kept hearing the cat which was weird yeah but yeah so Dick Miller gets a phone call from Hinchlow the neighbor who apparently was (laughs) and this dialogue is pretty funny it's, uh, it's like, I how just, do you know what the girls are doing? What, are you watching with a telescope? Oh, you are? Oh, what kind of lens you got on that? <laughs> I I kind of love... <laughs> I love the little, like... Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Brown parents. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you never hear any of Henschlow's actual no. dialogue. It's just Dick Miller responding. In and that. we probably don't hear Henschlow's because he has nothing to... Or, oh, I guess he does have... The, the girls are screaming. That's why he was calling. True, and also, Artie Johnson's probably a little more expensive than Dick Miller. Uh, so then, um, so yes, so uh, Dick Miller gets off the phone. He agrees to go check on the girls because there was screaming. And then Michelle Bauer comes out, and uh, Michelle Gra- Bauer graces us with her boobs. Boobs. And uh, <laughs> her entire part of this movie is just this little cameo 
it's Dick Miller's wife, and she comes out and says, mm-hmm. it's Friday. It's Friday night. Yep. And Dick's like, I gotta go somewhere. But it's Friday night. And he shows her boobs, and he's just like, ugh. Hey, I, why is there, why always, is there a- always a Friday night? Why does every week have a Friday night? <laughs> As, as if sleeping with Michelle Bauer would be so it was terrible. It was the worst. Yep. And, I mean, we, we return to a uh, an important theme in this film, which is that everybody wants to fuck Dick Miller. Yes! <laughs> it's just everybody in this movie is hot for Dick Miller. They're big fans of his work or something, whatever. <laughs> and we get our joke here, which is that she goes into the room and we get industrial vibrator noises. As if, as if she's running it off a generator. Yes, as if it's like some sort of... <laughs> and he says, careful, babe, you're going to hurt yourself with that thing one of these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so... And it's very funny. It's a very funny. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's very nuanced humor. Yeah. Uh, Okay, Megan goes downstairs. She sees Biff's corpse under the blanket. She screams. I love that gag, too. Like It's like somebody tried sweeping him under the rug, but it's a full <laughs> Biff body underneath the rug that you can't miss. <laughs> so they go down. Uh, the other two finally go downstairs to investigate the scream, and they find out that the blanket is a soul shroud. It's how you send a soul to hell. How do you know? It it's says there, the right corner. there in the corner. <laughs> Uh, it's okay. And, it's yeah. all right. That's all right. Uh, that but, one kind of. Uh, yeah, it was rough. Uh, so Dick Miller is finally showing up at the house, and he's blasted on whatever whiskey on some sort of cheap booze. He getting risky with risky with the whiskey. <laughs> so uh, they don't want to tell like him. Dick Swiller. Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> Why don't they want to tell him what's going on? Yeah, that, yeah. Another part that makes no sense. Like. Um, the, there's no reason to implicate yourself at this point. There's, There's no reason to stick around the house either. Like, <laughs> it's it's not like a movie where like the house won't let them leave. Like, right? They open the door. They could just run. They could just walk out. <laughs> Go to the neighbor's house. Go to Hinchlow's. Jesus Christ, there's a killer in the house, and they're yeah. like, oh, we don't want to say anything. Oh, shit, shit, hide him in the basement. <laughs> yeah, you think that maybe if, like, three co-eds ran out of a building they, screaming. Well, they justify it by saying they wanted the money still. Right. They're not going to get paid they're to clean if, paid if, they get, if they get caught, so they're just... You know, is it worth for the $100 to hide the body? And they're like, totally. yep, yep, totally. And, and so literally the... An incredibly important part of piece of motivation for the characters hinges on a one note joke, which is insane, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Roxanne shows up and seduces Dick Miller because everybody wants to fuck Dick, Dick Miller. Miller. So shockingly, that could be your next T-shirt. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I will make an everybody wants to fuck Dick Miller I'm shirt. Vi- I'm visualizing it, looking at the wall right now. Yeah. I think it. I think it belongs up there. Yep. Um. <laughs> So instead of actually sexing him up, she just bites his dick off. With the night of the demon's teeth. Yep. Yep. And I love Dick Miller too here. Or he's a ho boy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. boy. (laughs) So uh, the rest of the crew finds Roxanne's nightie all covered in blood. They read something in the book that says that the blade will kill the beast if dot, dot, dot. Something we can't read. And so... They leave the thing that can kill the beast behind and go to the basement. Well, she can't read it because um, demonic, uh, demonic infestation solvents yeah. are... That's next semester. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever that was. Uh, and so we get another joke that doesn't work here, which was uh, one, of the, one of the girls is downstairs and she's like, boy, my feet are killing me. And then there's a corpse behind her and it's like, 
That's not ironic. That doesn't. That's no. not a joke. And, if, and she doesn't notice it. She sits in Dick Miller's lap. Yeah. Because he's covered up with a blanket. But, like, I don't care if it's dead or not. Once you sit on somebody's legs, you're going to feel like you're sitting on somebody's legs. It's going to be weird. Right. She like, doesn't notice it until the sheet falls off and she sees his dead dead. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's like. It's dumb. Yeah. The, his legs should have been chopped off somehow or something. Like, the, severed legs fall on yep. her or something. Something even vaguely ironic, but nothing happens like that. So whatever. Uh, neighbor shows up. They go out to use his phone, but since it's a Fred Olin Ray movie, uh, they don't change out of anything and they <laughs> stay in their nightgowns. But it's not actually the neighbor. But it turns out to not be the neighbor. <laughs> and I love, too, like how he gives it, like, he's so not, uh, he so gives it away, too. It's <laughs> just like, we should grab that dagger. Oh, no, you probably don't need that. You probably don't need that. We found this weird book. Well, if I had to take a guess, that would be a 17th uh, century Canterian <laughs> found yeah. it's, that was brought over here in the States in 1930. <laughs> yep. So, yes. All kind of. Almost landing jokes. Yep. Some pretty close to well, landing land. jokes. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, they, he's he's convinced them that this is a prank, so they're going to go kick some ass. They're going to go back down and tell them that they're not having any of their shenanigans. Yes. And so... Well, ab- this is after he turns into Roxy. Yes. Uh, they turn their backs, and when they turn back to look at Hinchlow, he's turned back into Roxy again, whom they found dead in the basement. Yep. Oh, yeah. They found Roxy dead, too, yep. and they found uh, Dick Miller. Yep. So, and, uh, so yeah, so they agree to go follow Roxy back saying it's a prank to go yep. kick them awake, kick, kick Biff, kick Roxy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, that's Roxy there. Oh yeah. They just keep kicking them and they're like, we're, <laughs> this wasn't funny. You jerks. Now I'm going to kick you. Yeah. And uh, sure. Uh, yeah. They kick them a while before they finally <laughs> figure out that they're actually corpses. I don't corpses. think they're faking it. <laughs> I think they might not be faking it. Uh, and and then, that's when Roxy t- tips her hat. Yeah. They're not. <laughs> She's got to send souls to Satan, it turns out. She tells them that uh, in order to stay on Earth... She's got to send Satan a bunch of souls, and she's got that blanket that sends people to hell. And they forgot the dagger, of course, so they they run. One of the random blondes, I don't know which one, gets caught. Yeah. And, uh, and shocker, they fight. One of her boobs comes out. She rips them out. She does it both when she takes out both of them. Why would she do that? Because it's the sexiest movie ever. Oh, right. That's why. So... <laughs> They, okay, so... In the words of Fred Olin Ray, Ray, I truly, honestly believe that. (laughs) In the words of Fred Olin Ray, I believe the boobies to be the most erogenous part of the human body. Uh, So, let's see. So, they slowly creep upstairs to kill time, I assume. And, surprise, boss lady gets attacked by Roxanne. uh, And her boobs get loose, too. And uh, now it's just Meg versus the monster. It's a showdown. It's like aliens here. This is better than aliens. Oh, so clearly. uh, God, I can't say that. (laughs) I just can't bring myself to say those those words. 
Uh, so Meg trips going downstairs and now can't walk. For, for no reason. <laughs> for no reason. This doesn't, this doesn't play into it. It's so good that we get this moment of like, all right, it's all down to this. Yep. We're, we're teaming up. And she's just like, whoops. Glavin. <laughs> and it, she, it's not like it knocks her out. It takes her out of the game for a minute or anything. There's no consequence to her falling down the well, stairs. She's, she's literally dragging she, herself across the carpet. Yeah. Though. She gets a limp, but she still yeah. pulls everything off. Like this doesn't yeah. <laughs> add anything. That's because none of this happened it doesn't exist and it's not real and i don't know what the hell she still has her limp the next day she complains about her she must have sprained her knee she says when she wakes up after everything understand yeah i don't understand that actually happened okay she's a klutz (laughs) (laughs) so uh meg grabs the book and starts reading again just i guess just in case there was something she missed that she can find out in the next five seconds turns out she there was nothing she could find out in the next five seconds Roxanne grabs the soul blanket or whatever the fuck that thing's called and tries to send Meg to hell. Yep. 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 Carradine's at the door. She says, so it's you. And we go, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Who, 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 you, you know, he's here. I mean, you showed up together, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I assumed. He carried you. He carried you. were the, in the book. He delivered you. <laughs> what? You can't be surprised. <laughs> Maybe he can't see inside the book. Well, the book was closed. Yeah, true. I mean, and it's wrapped up in that <laughs> shipping paper. <laughs> Only after a little while. Uh, but, okay, so we, uh, God, whatever. He's like, we learn that he's there. He wants to kill the demon to save his soul for the things that he did. Mm. And so... And I still don't know why he just sat there and watched the all of time. those. Every time somebody was killed, he, he just he, sat he, there. He announces that, yeah, later on he announces that we needed somebody to read the words. Right. Apparently he couldn't do that, despite right. having the book in his hand. Maybe it's because he's dead. Uh, but they needed somebody to read the spell and bring the creature to life so he could destroy it. But that Well, was they ha- did that an hour ago. They did it four corpses ago (laughs) you know like why didn't you just take care of that damn dog when he first popped out why why you had like the daggers right there yeah it's just like cool they did it grab the dagger stab done nope had to turn it into a big shenanigan maybe he just wanted to look at hot girls a lot that was probably it but Uh, i mean they could have like made that gag like i should step in and stop this oh but she's doing that dance like i mean and that would seem like not a far-fetched joke for this kind of movie no either, there are where so be many, like that would explain why he didn't step in all this time like so many <laughs> plot points rest on a one a one-off joke yep. in this movie so many of them and you know it's the kind of movie that can pull that off yep. because it it's called fucking evil tunes yeah i mean you don't expect a lot from it um but so, you 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 get pleasantly surprised <laughs> when you do get a lot from it <laughs> so uh I will yeah. die on this hill. I, you will. You will. I will I will murder you on this hill. <laughs> I will not. Good luck finding that wavy dagger. It's the, the only, only thing that can stop me. the only thing that can stop you. <laughs> Man. And, and, and if I can turn into anything like that, too, and I'm going to turn into a girl from Doom Asylum. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, God. Man, she's my hero. Yes. Um, okay, so uh, he said... <laughs> <laughs> Carradine says, you're nothing but a doodle. Yeah. And I liked that. Uh, so he's got the dagger. They they get into a big tussle, and uh, Meg breaks a bottle over Demon's head. The wine. It's all 
It's all it's it all, all hinges wine. on that one bottle of Boone's Farm, mm-hmm. just like my entire high school career. <laughs> um, so, yeah, high school career. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm a professional high schooler. I was a professional high schooler. Uh, I was there for two months. Uh, it was uh, the worst two months of my life. Uh, I don't recommend anyone spend two months in high school. I worst, dropped out very quickly. Worst guidance counselor ever. <laughs> that's that's me. Um, no, I think it was the best best decision I ever made, dropping out of high school and getting my GED. It was great. Uh, so... Whatever. Okay, so they they fight. She gets stabbed kind of in the leg. Yeah, it looks like she gets hit in the leg, but it's in the stomach. The magic of editing. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, apparently. It didn't say where you needed to stab her. <laughs> it, did, it didn't. It just had the dagger. It probably could have cut her toe off and yeah. so solved. It, <laughs> it, the demon, well, <laughs> because the demon stabbed in the side. Yeah. But she was stabbed in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> whatever fuck it the demon takes up different space in her body who yeah. knows whatever uh he turns back into a shitty cartoon and starts crawling towards the book like he's gonna jump back into it and Carradine says if he gets back to the book he can never be killed <laughs> then and why the- didn't he just want to go to the fucking book in the first place yeah and I love, too, that uh, the cartoon announces its plans the whole time, too. <laughs> oh, this hurts. Oh, I've really got to get back into that book. <laughs> Hope nobody stops me as I crawl across the floor really slowly, talking about how I just really need to get back into that book. I'll be fine as long as no one throws it in the fire. Let's throw it in the fire. Oh, oh, I was no. hoping you didn't say that. I was <laughs> you wouldn't say that. Uh, yeah. I mean, just kidding. That, but I don't need that book at all. <laughs> don't mind me. Yeah. I'm just uh, I'm going to look at this vase over here. No, no, yeah. no, ignoring the book. <laughs> so they throw it on the fire. And it cries. And it cries tears of ugh, something. It looks cool. It looks cool. Uh, and It's the stuff. It's full of it the... It cries stuff. It's full of stuff. So they burn the rug thing to Carradine continues to look like the Quaker Oats guy and uh, whatever. And then he sits down with Meg and has this like they have a heart to heart, heart to heart, which is just the weirdest <laughs> damn. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a weird moment where he's like, oh, boy, glad that's over with. Now I can tell you my long and oh, convoluted uh, origin story. story. Uh, I'm sure after 80 minutes of this, uh You'd like to hear some more about me? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we need to wrap up the movie now. As, as <laughs> I think the audience, as soon as they found out that there wouldn't be any more boobs, probably shut it off. Yes. So, uh, either way, so he brought the book so that they would translate it. Blah blah blah. All of that stuff he explains, and then he says, "I can't remember what the what the context for this was, but he was like, don't worry." It doesn't matter because... Well, she he says, like, I... I never, like, I never existed. Yeah. Well, he's just like, and I suffered in limbo for torment for the evil that I brought. Yeah. Because he brought this whole book to life and everything. And she's like, and now, now I'm free. And she's like, oh, cool. But all my friends are dead. And that's when he's just like, oh, you'll be surprised to find they're not. Because the creature was never real. And neither am I. Bye. Nope. And then he disappears. <laughs> <laughs> The creature was never real, and neither am I. Like, and then disappears. That is some fucking balls. Yeah. The balls on this fucking movie. To be like, <laughs> you know why everybody's okay? Because this wasn't real. It's a movie. I'm out of here. I'm hitting craft services. Go fuck yourselves. Uh, beer me. <laughs> 
and a, that's my 80 minutes. Yeah. I'm out. Contractually, <laughs> contractual obligations are fulfilled. <laughs> I, I know you don't have an office, Fred. Where's my paycheck? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um. Oh man, so yeah, it's so it's even worse than a dream sequence. Like so much worse. It's so much more confusing than that because yeah. you're like, I, it, it, it changes everything about the movie. But then I don't fucking understand what any of it means now. No, it's it's not like it's not like the end of April Fools where you find right. out everybody's alive and it's just like, oh, that's really clever. This uh-huh. is just like this is just like ah, we fooled you and we fooled you, audience. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess so. And then so Meg falls asleep on the couch and wakes up the next morning and everybody's just like stumbling out of a, uh, uh, yeah, Terry comes down from upstairs and she's just like, were you guys partying when I was asleep last night? Like, which is odd because they all went to bed together last night. Yep. So why would she just assume that everybody was partying without her? <sighs> and then, uh, and then everybody else comes through the door with like mad hangovers. Yep. <laughs> Cause Dying gives you dying. Dying when it doesn't actually happen gives you a hangover. Uh, the the horrible unreality of it all really <laughs> is wearing on them. Um, yeah. So and then it ends great too, though, because uh, Hinchlow comes over. Hinchlow pops back in. And he's like, "I brought you some coffee. I brought it in my thermos, <laughs> and I brought a portable TV." And they're like, "What do we need a portable TV for? It's Saturday morning. Let's watch some cartoons." Don't you girls like to watch cartoons? <laughs> <laughs> and then they drop the ball here big time because oh, we forgot to mention that little gag with um Meg's ponytail earlier in the movie. When she gets spooked in the basement and she screams, there's this gag where her ponytail shoots up in the air. And the end of the movie ends with Meg screaming on the camera when he says cartoons. Why wouldn't you bring that ponytail wouldn't gag that back? Wouldn't back? that be perfect if she screamed and we saw the hair go up? <sighs> yeah, no idea. So it's like a movie like this, if you're going to do one of those gags, you got to do ten, of, ten oh, yeah. of those gags. We also missed one of my favorite things back from the USA up all night days this is one of those movies that also puts funny sound effects in like when, when they're dry humping on the couch with biff you hear like the balloon squeaking together you know but and like then when she twice. does a stri- she does a strip tease and she the yeah. shirt and a glass breaking when she tosses her yeah tidy top like i love that kind of stuff like <laughs> it feels like again it's it, it's not enough of any of it no it's almost as if they were trying to make it a cartoon like because of the tunes you know what i mean right. adding those effects but they're so sparse. Right. It feels like this should be nonstop. Like, it would have been neat if, like, when they is... ran away, when they tried running away from uh, Roxy in the basement, if we heard that, you know, the Flintstones got a feet. You know, that, this movie none, needs none of that Lloyd Kaufman. Yes. This movie needed Lloyd to show up and tell them how to make goofy shit happen. Yep. Because it is just not goofy enough for me. And that's, that. I think that's really my big complaint with the whole movie is that. It sets itself up to be something so ridiculous and out there, and then they just they kind of hold back, mm-hmm. and it feels like you could just do nonstop cartoon gags and nonstop. I mean, maybe not nonstop. I almost but wonder like if they tried that. I almost wonder if they tried that and it got old. It got. Annoying. I bet it would. It if might. you kept watching it and you kept hearing those doofy sounds, like because yeah. uh, no, you could be right. Because yeah, I'm trying to think of the other ones like that. Like uh oh. Other callbacks, uh, Hard to Die, the first podcast, that was the very first one we did, right? Yeah. Yeah, they had the- uh, The squeaky boobs. The squeaky boobs in the shower, and Meg 
was the um, Asian delivery driver oh, in that's that movie. Right. That horrible stereotype of for some reason. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't. What is it with filmmakers just wanting to make that girl ugly? <laughs> I don't know. That's real weird. That's a really weird cameo. Like or or spot. Like we need some horrible Asian stereotype that we're gonna put big doofy glasses and fake buck teeth on and. Uh, you, penthouse pet, you'll be perfect for that. <laughs> what? So weird. Wow. That yeah. is so Fun offensive fact. and so weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, that was that was Evil Tunes. That was Evil Tunes. Whew. It's a perfect movie. Yeah, I feel like I, I've been put through the ringer. <laughs> I tried to... Hey, you picked Witch House 3 last week. That's true, I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I talked to I talked to Book Walter and I was like, oh, we should do one of those movies. For I don't know why I chose of all the movies of that he's them, ever yeah. done. Why would I choose Witch House three? I <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was because there was a funny anecdote that I could drop in there <laughs> about no, him so, doing so, it. So on don't a, complain about me picking Evil Tunes. You're right. That is I, fair. This I is a this more watchable movie. I rented this from Primetime Video in Sanford when I was probably 16 or 17, and it has been one of my absolute favorites. So yeah, that's about 23 years of Evil Tune love here. <laughs> that's rough. Um, I mean, I'm comfortable with it. I might actually watch this movie again if I if it I'm was definitely gonna if it was it available in some sort of format that was better than the YouTube. It is on Blu-ray. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna buy a fucking Blu-ray of this. I can guarantee that. I'll buy it for you because I'm rich. Remember? Oh, that's right. I forgot how rich you were. I've been chucking dollar bills, like twenty dollar <laughs> bills, all around here. You've just been lighting Cuban cigars <laughs> yeah. with hundred dollar bills. I'm this not whole cleaning podcast. this shit up either. I'm gonna have David do it. That's fair. With his janitor hat. Yes, <laughs> he's because he's one of those too. <laughs> Man, got so many jobs. <laughs> but yeah, I love Evil Tunes. Um, it is probably the sexiest movie ever. Uh, and that's not even hyperbole. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it is just loaded with hot babes, goofy gags, fun cameos. Uh, Dick Miller is great. He's fun. Yeah. I I can't argue any it's, of those it's, points. It's, it's, it's an hour and 20 minutes. It never drags. It just trucks. You know, there's, yeah. n- there's no real log slog. Uh, it's just total at USA up all night. Hot babes, doofy, doofy jokes. It's, it's just fun. You know what this movie needs? Eddie Deason. I... You read my fucking mind. Were you seriously going to say that? I was going to say fucking Eddie ah. Deason. This movie needs Eddie Deason. They mentioned uh, Hinchlow has a phone so they could order pizza. That's prime Deason right there. He should have shown up with oh the pie. Oh, my God. <sighs> I got your pie. Oh, my gosh. A tune. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, if only. And you know what else? I would have liked this movie broken up by a host. I feel like this movie could easily like you were like saying an elvira, like an elvira okay. this movie would play better if i saw it in like 20 minute chunks this is the kind of movie i would much more enjoy with commander usa breaking yep. it up into into pieces or somebody where you could keep the boobs because if you cut the boobs out of this movie it's probably 25 minutes long yeah. <laughs> uh so yes you would for a host you just get elvira or um medusa from terrorvision and then you just never never quit with the boobs dear god what is up with her who is she why has she never done anything else yeah what, does anyone know whatever happened to medusa from terrorvision i did look her up before and she has done a couple a few things really yeah i saw her on uh on the carson show johnny carson one night uh she was on there for something because um, we have antenna TV at the station, and they were just playing on a small screen, and I looked up there, and I was like, who is that? Like, it looked so familiar to me, but I couldn't place her. 
So then I so then I looked up the schedule, looked up who was on that Carson show, looked up that actress, and that was Medusa. Yeah. (laughs) Weird. Mm Mm-hmm. And what was her deal? Do you, I don't remember. This was like oh, a year, so year or two fucking ago. Weird. And I don't remember a week or two ago. She was the <laughs> God. Join the club. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, she was amazing. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know how you know a movie's come great come when, you, <laughs> when you start talking about other movies. <laughs> uh, well, when a movie's so great and it just makes you think of other great movies. And so you know it's going to have to happen because. We did this. Now you have to sit through another full moon movie. I'm going to make you sit through Subspecies 2. Bloodstone Subspecies. Ridiculous. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I'm so very excited. Uh, and to prepare, I would say that if you do listen to this podcast on a regular basis, I would say check out the, the hashtag <laughs> ra- <laughs> Red. What is it? Reductober. 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 Because know, it's. Said- it started with uh, the hunt for Red Duck-tober. <laughs> it was the beginning oh, of great. the joke. And so oh, it's Radu. think of really clever things. It's a portmanteau of Radu in October. <laughs> and some really amazing artists are doing fun stuff, like Tom Neely and a bunch of those like weirdos, like Tom Neely who did the uh, the the Henry and Glenn Forever comic oh, yep. and, uh, and humans. And there's a bunch of other very cool people doing stuff. Uh, I almost contacted him. He did a parody of the Rad cover art for the the BMX movie Rad. Oh, okay. And it was just Radu (laughs) (laughs) on the bike. And I was like, fuck. I I really want to make that shirt. And I was like, "Ah, should I call? Should I, like, send a message to Tim Tim and be like, I need to make this? (laughs) But uh, I didn't. So, whatever. There's still time. Yeah. So, being that I've never seen any subspecies at all. Yeah. Do I need to watch the first one first? Nope. No, I'll be fine. There's a vampire. He lives in a castle. Got it. Yep. That's usually like every vampire movie. Yep, pretty much. Except Midnight Kiss and Children of the Night. Those are goodies. Except for uh, whatever that Nick Cage movie was. <laughs> oh, Kiss of the Vampire. Kiss of the Vampire, yeah. Yes, that is great. A, B, C, D! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've I've never I'm not I've haven't I've never been a big giant vampire fan at all. So I've never really been drawn I, to the subspecies because I of hate vampire movies yeah. as a as a rule. I, I don't hate vamp I'm I'm not a big gothic vampire fan, I should say. And so when I see like like Interview of the Vampire and yeah. that kind of stuff, like yep. zero interest. Yep. So with Radu, I've always been like I've always seen the trailers and been like, Oh, it's a vampire who lives in a castle and Yeah. It's more of a He's, I mean, he's a grotesque vampire, which I think is really helpful to mm-hmm. this because he's only a monster. He's never like the hot vampire. He, yeah, he never transforms into the like the count and like okay. shows up in town and is like, "Hello, ladies." He's always like, <laughs> <laughs> "So you know, that's kind of fun." Okay. <laughs> I like that cool. so much more. He keeps people chained up in his castle, and what I love about it. This is the full moon castle, mm-hmm. so like they own this place yeah. and they just shot shit there, and it's just I don't know. There's something about the location and how yep. uh, it gives you a feel. So oh, I've got I've got the tape, so, so I gotta watch it. And then... I'm excited. I hope it's not considerably worse than I remember it. <laughs> we'll find out. Glavin. Oh well. I don't know. Either way, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so thank you for listening. And you can follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast and at Coast City Comics. 
and I am Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend, and I also just want to pimp, uh, I just crashed the Rude Horror podcast uh, this weekend. I like to pop into Marcus's show every now and then, and we did uh, Jacko together, uh, and nice. that was a lot of fun. So if you want to hear that, uh, you can find that at the Rude Horror podcast. Mm. After you've listened to this one, of course. Of which course. You just you did. just did. There's literally no way you would hear this you otherwise. You dummy, you just heard me talk about evil toon boobs for an hour and a half. <laughs> so, so many evil toon boobs. Thanks for sharing your life with me. Hey, yeah. You and know? it was very funny. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> uh, and uh, and also, please, uh, support the store. It's, yes. It's the way that we keep making this stuff happen is that you give money to Coast City Comics. So if you are someone who likes the kind of things that we sell, shirts and pins and patches and dumb shit and toys and games and comics and all that shit. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at a thousand things that would be awesome to buy. And, and if you look around like I'm doing and don't see anything, you're probably a very boring person. And there's so much stuff on our website. So, yes. so including skateboards and like everything. So just buy something if you want to support us. It seems to be, it's the only way that this works. I don't want to do a Patreon. I don't want to add, put ads in it. No. I keep getting these fucking notices saying, hey, put ads in your thing. And I'm like, no, no. I wouldn't listen to a thing that had ads in it. That's dumb. Okay, I hate William so much. Gaines is shit up, dude. Exactly. So... <laughs> So help us by, by likes buying ads. cool stuff for yourself. Why would we? Why would nobody likes ads? No, they're the worst. If they're the we goddamn gave you worst. ads, why would you like us? Yeah, you would hate us for it. So, so just uh, you know, instead of that, buy something dumb from my store. <laughs> and just for a quick ad, you can always buy an official uh, Funbox Monster Podcast T-shirt. You can do that. I love that. That's a great idea. Um, and uh, do I have anything else to say? No, I have nothing else of interest interest to say. So. I'm going to close it up. You can even buy coffee here. Yeah. I did today. You did. <laughs> our coffee is great. Yeah. Ah, so, yes, buy our coffee. And uh, we will see you next week with Bloodstone Subspecies 2. <laughs> Peace. Peace.